This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Ann Romer and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Late last year, Andrew Gaughan was named Independent Chair of Ontario Racing's Board of Directors. Andrew has nearly three decades of domestic and international experience in horse racing and in the paramutual and digital gaming industries. Can't wait to meet Andrew Gaughan for the very first time and learn about his new position at Ontario Racing. Also today, famed trainer Mark Cassie is our guest. Mark has been one busy guy with Woodbine now deep into its stake schedule and the famed Saratoga Summer Race Meet now underway. Mark is the leading trainer at Woodbine and also has a large stable of horses at Saratoga in upstate New York. One horse, though, who will not be at Saratoga this summer is Mark's filly, Wonder Wheel. She was last year's champion two-year-old filly after winning two grade one stakes. She's winless, though, in four races this year, so Mark decided to retire Wonder Wheel. We'll catch up with Mark Cassie in moments and find out who's in and who's retired in his stable of champions. Also on the show, Iron Horse Racing Stable has the multi-layered experience and expertise to manage a horse's career from the sales purchase to the winner's circle. Harlan Malter is the force behind Iron Horse Racing. One of his best equine athletes is entered in tomorrow's Victoria Stakes at Woodbine, a horse named Mattingly, and there is a baseball connection. Harlan Malter is our guest today on Ponies 24-7. And finally, he's back. My co-host Larry Simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and some other North American tracks racing today with our Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. It's going to be a fantastic show, so get your HPI and Dark Horse accounts ready to go for some heavy-duty action today. When we come back, Larry Simpson will join us with our new show feature, In Case You Missed It, Ponies 24-7's recap of the week that was in horse racing news, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from Dark Horse to Winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live stream horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government, and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Ann Romer. Let me introduce you to my amazing, incredible co-host, Larry Simpson, and our, in case you missed it, a look at the week that was in horse racing news and sponsored by RS Bulk Propane. So, Larry, all eyes are on Saratoga now. It opened last Thursday. That's pretty exciting. It is because uh, it, it says that basically summer racing is here, and with summer racing comes stakes races. And uh, you're going to see a lot of Canadian content go down there. Well, Mark Cassie's got a, uh, uh, a, a big contingent of horses at uh, Saratoga right now. And there's other trainers at, from Woodbine that will ship down for the occasional stakes race and that. So, uh, and Keith McElmont, who was on the show last week, if you missed it, uh, Keith is uh, communications director for Naira, used to be with Woodbine, and he mentioned the fact that he was looking forward to seeing a lot of the Canadian people going down there to race their horses in the stakes race, isn't that? What is it about Saratoga that is so special and draws such a such an enormous fan base? Well, it's uh, you talk to anybody that goes to Saratoga, and I, I, I went quite a bit growing up in that. I haven't been for the last few years in that, but it's it's basically just a, a lifestyle. It, it's a... Um, uh, you've, it's a community, you could say, of, of and, and, you know, and I believe we had somebody on a few weeks ago saying that, you know, you could be sitting there watching the horses work in the morning and uh, Bill Parcells, the ex-coach of the New York Giants, will be there beside you because he owns horses and he's watching his horses, right? And it is, it's a community. It's a who's who. Yeah, and the the, uh, the city or town of Saratoga, I guess it's a city. Uh, it just lightens up on on uh, during the summer, and uh, the businesses love it. There's stores, there's restaurants, there's fine dining, and then you've got great racing during the day. And everyone is welcome, and the purses are looking good as well. The purses are good too, and I, I might add, uh, you know, the other track that opens uh, next week is is Delmar in uh, California, in San Diego. Uh, very similar to Saratoga, just instead of being on the east coast, on the west coast. But it's the lifestyle side, and, and you'll see celebrities like Bo Derek and people like that coming to the track and watching the races and making presentations to the stakes winners and, yeah, doing it all in. And that's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by RS Bulk Propane on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian-owned and family-operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. We are so excited, very pleased to be joined right now by new friend of the show, Andrew Gaughan, Ontario Racing's Independent Chair for the Board of Directors, Andrew how exciting to have you on the show, and what a pleasure and an honor, and can't wait to get to know you. Well, thank you for having me, and nice to nice to be on the show, actually. I look forward to chatting with both of you. Well, you've been in the, I guess you'd say, gaming, horse racing business for over three decades. You know, you've had a lot of leadership roles with, like, Woodbine, Magna Entertainment, Scientific Games, Sport Tech, the, the list goes on and on. Like, talk about your roles and how they help prepare you for your new position now as independent chair. 
Sure, Larry. Um, so the way I'd like to describe my career uh, in the industry is it's really, there was two components. Uh, the first decade uh, where I worked with both Woodbine and then Magna Entertainment Corp, I was working for racetrack operators, principally in business development, corporate development roles. I'm actually licensed and trained as a lawyer uh, here in Ontario. Um, and I joined Woodbine in 95, just before the end of 94, sorry, uh, late 94. Uh, and I took on a business development, corporate development role, not not a, not as an in-house lawyer. And I spent just shy of seven years with Woodbine. And then I was recruited to come over and work for Frank Stronach and the startup company Magna Entertainment Corp that he had, he had spun out of the automotive business. And I was with them for about three years. So that first decade in horse racing, I was very focused on... Uh, business development, corporate development activities for those two organizations. And again, as you would as you would know and understand, they're both racetrack operations, uh, operating companies. Uh, at, at Woodbine, I guess my my claim to fame was I'm the fellow that started with a lot of help from a lot of good people. Uh, Horse Player Inter- Interactive uh, also attempted to get the uh, the CRTC license for uh, Horse Racing Channel back in 1996 which eventually led to the, the, what is now TRN, the, the televised uh, horse racing network that you find on, on cable and, uh, and satellite. So I was very involved in those activities of, of new distribution and development. Also delved into Woodbine looking at buying some, uh, some other assets, which eventually they did in buying the racetrack in Vancouver Hastings Park shortly after I left to, to work for Magna. And also dabbled in the, uh, the attempts to take and make Woodbine a publicly traded company in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, with Magna Entertainment, it was much the same. Did a lot of uh, activities around developing their content and, and internet distribution. Helped them develop and formulate what is now ExpressBet. It continues to operate as the Astronaut Group held ADW in the U.S., the main version of HBI, if you will. Uh, and also was involved in setting up their initial horse racing channel. So then after a decade of working for the operators, I, I did a pivot and I was I was hired by Scientific Games Corp, which is one of the world's leading technology suppliers to, to gaming, uh, horse racing and lottery companies. And I took on a really neat role where I was able to move myself, um, my wife, Tina, and our two uh, twin children, Annie and Liam, over to London, England and set up... Uh, Camp base, so to speak, hmm. and run Cy Games horse racing and paramutual technology business uh, across Europe and Asia. And I did that for four years living in London. So, in that context, I got exposed to the racing, horse racing, and paramutual operators across Europe in particular. Uh, many, many of, uh, I, I, won't, I won't bog down the conversation with all the customers, but I saw, I saw horse racing across Europe and including parts of Asia. And then Cy Games was eventually, that division of Cy Games was sold into Sport Tech. I stayed on with Sport Tech for another decade. So I did about 15 years of running the technology, horse racing, paramutual businesses for Cy Games and then Sport Tech for about 15 years. Ended up around 19. I eventually became CEO of Sport Tech. Sport Tech was listed on the London Stock Exchange, uh, quite a large company. And uh, so I, in, the, in that context, I operated and ran divisions of these companies and ultimately became divisional president and CEO of, of, of Sportech, as I said. So since then, since that 2019, I, I took some time out for about a year, COVID hit, and then I started consulting back to the gaming horse racing industry. Um, obviously took on this role as independent chair, 
also uh, last November, actually October I started. Uh, so I'm, I'm back, back in, uh, you know, in the industry, both globally and here locally in Ontario as the uh, independent chair of OR. Wow, that is a vast and varied resume, CV. I mean, your experience is just incredible. So what led you to accepting this role? Independent chair of Ontario's Racing Board of Directors. And I think the word independent is really important in this title. I was approached by some some former uh, colleagues and industry folks here in Ontario uh, last summer to consider uh, the potential role as independent chair. It wasn't on my radar, to be perfectly honest, but what caught my interest and really why I ultimately went through the, the interview process and, and uh, put myself forth as a candidate was it was sort of like coming full circle in my career. After this seven, almost seven years with Woodbine, which which really I enjoyed and got a lot out of and, and understood the industry and uh, uh, at all levels, um, I had gone off and, as I told you, spent some time working for U.S. operations, being the Magna Group, Scientific Games over in Europe, uh, and then ultimately through to Sportech. And, and we were based, by the way, Sportech in, in England. Our corporately, our headquarters were still in London all that time. So the independent chair of Ontario Racing was sort of a neat way to come back and almost it was like a homecoming, not to sound schmaltzy or cheesy, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I, was, I was really kind of... Uh, um, intrigued and quite interested in trying to give back to uh, what I know is a is a great industry with a lot of you know um, uh, super people that are working working real hard uh, with their family held businesses on the supply side, and I just wanted to kind of be part of that and see if I could help. Um, and I know there was a lot of transitional elements as I kind of did some updated research on where the industry was at and understanding the relationship with uh, OLG and. The, a long-term funding agreement. So I thought, hey, um, I've, I've had a good career here in the industry. Um, um, it's, it's been really good to me and my family, and I'd really like to be doing something to try and help this industry uh, move forward for the next several years to, to many years. And, uh, and I, I feel like I've obviously got some pedigree, some understanding of horse racing and, and gaming and the issues. So uh, I, uh, I became uh, – that, that's, what, that's what drove me to uh, – to, to, to want to be involved and do it. Now, the independent started part of the question, and um, also very good. I think what, what makes me a strong candidate or made me a strong candidate and, and why I fit the independent uh, bill is, I, uh, you know, our board, the Ontario Racing Board, represents all the constituents of the industry here in Ontario. The premier tracks, the signature tracks, the grassroots tracks uh, all have board representation. The thoroughbred and the standardbred breeders have representations, as do the the, the thoroughbred and standardbred horse people, quarter horse industry is well represented. What do I have that's independent to that? As well, I think I have. I'm confident I have a deep understanding of the industry and what drives uh, the business on on all sides, because I've been exposed to it and worked in it and understood it. Um, but I'm I'm really not beholden to any one particular stakeholder group. I, I get how they all kind of inter are inter, intertwined work uh, and and need to you know find ways to coexist and 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 cooperate um but i i come in at it with a kind of uh let's say a helicopter level independent view and, and a big part of my role in this chair role is to to look at all sides and hear from all sides and then uh, if if necessary when it comes down to 
to a vote that I might have to to, to make a final decision, um, truly be independent and not uh, not representing any, any one particular constituent of, of a very diverse industry. So it would probably be safe to say, Andrew, that one of the reasons you took the job was it was a challenge, right? A challenge at this time in your career, especially, I guess, there's so many issues going on in the in the horse racing industry now, right? And and are there some that that are considered maybe by the board to be a top priority going forward? Yeah, so correct, Larry. I I definitely was attracted by um, the challenge. I was attracted by also changing my skill set. We're we're all we all like to learn and develop as we go in our in our lives and careers. So I I really felt like I had done the corporate manager. Uh, corporate leadership thing for a long time and 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 um i did travel a lot by the way for my job jobs uh, and um, i won't tell you how many times i uh i got on and off international flights but <laughs> let's just say i'm not the poster boy for carbon footprint um but anyways uh the uh so i wanted to do something that was more board uh more more board driven and kind of uh, looking at issues and analyzing issues and trying to to be more mentoring and uh Kind of a, a board-like in 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 analysis and, and and advice, so that checked the box. In terms of what, yeah, there are there are a lot of issues facing the industry, uh, as there always are. By the way, one thing I've I've picked up working globally, a lot of the issues that you, we have in front of us here in Ontario are not germane to Ontario. I would say, uh, in fact, I believe you'll see a lot of the the reoccurring issues um, that the horse racing industry faces in terms of competitive threats from, from other forms of entertainment and gaming, uh, very prevalent in, in other other markets, uh, including in Europe and, and, and even over in Asia. I, I've seen firsthand, certainly in the U.S., as we all know. So the there are, there are challenges. Um, one of the sort of blocking and tackling uh, priorities for, for OR at the moment and, and my involvement is making sure that we extend or renew the contract with the government uh, in the relationship with the OLG, the current uh, term expires in 26, uh, but we're already in the process of uh, starting to look at, review, and uh, negotiate uh, alongside our OLG partner and, and the government ultimately here in Ontario for a for a, a new term and a uh, renewal term for which will take the industry forward for an additional eight years after this current initial term expires under the long-term funding agreement. So that certainly is a uh, you know, a big priority for uh, the board and myself as we speak. You want to make a difference. And so I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you to take off all of the hats that you've been wearing through this interview because you wear many of them. And I'm just going to ask a very simple question, but I think it's an sure. important one. Are you a fan of horse racing? I am. I really am. Yeah, I, I, but I'll be, I'll be very uh, transparent. I didn't come by it from... Uh, a lot of people that I've met in the industry, and I'm sure you guys are aware, were exposed to it early in their life through family relationships or maybe a parent or a grandparent taking them to the race racetrack and really being uh, kind of, uh, you know, uh, excited and, uh, and, 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 you know, kind of spurned on by that experience or if the family happened to work in the business. That wasn't the case with me. Yes, I did watch some horse racing on television growing up, be it uh, – some of the U.S. Triple Crown, particularly the Kentucky Derby on ABC Wild World of Sports, uh, or the Grand National, which I'm I'm quite sure came on annually as well on Wild World of Sports. Uh, probably did see some Queen's Plates back in the day on, on CBC, but 
Um, I only really got exposed to horse racing when I uh, took up the initiative or offer to come work for Woodbine. But I can remember the first time I came to the Woodbine racetrack, it was a summer day, and I was just watching some of the horses breeze on the main track. And I sat in the grandstand with some people that were trying to convince me to come work at Woodbine. And I thought, this is really super cool. Like, it's Mm -hmm. sport, it's entertainment, and and I like what I'm seeing. And and ever since I kind of had that first exposure to it, my kind of my core interest uh, hasn't changed. And as I've been exposed to more and more, particularly the supply side, as I like to call it, the people that put on the show, uh, the, all those great horse people, uh, you know, working uh, working in their family businesses, uh, whether it be breeding or training or racing. Uh, these are just, in my experience, they're wonderful people. Um, and what I've always liked about horse racing and gaming, it's not it's not a random number generator or some algorithm. It's actually these human beings mm-hmm. and these yeah. equine athletes uh, doing some great stuff day in day out and putting on uh, putting on a really cool show. So. Um, yeah, no, I've I've uh, I've I've grown into it, and I, I really do uh, I do find the industry fascinating. The people wonderful, and I'm I'm happy to be back here in Ontario trying to help as best I can. Well, Andrew, uh, it's great to reconnect with you. Thanks for doing this. Good luck in the new position, and I'm sure we'll have you back soon. Okay, well, thank you for having me on, and uh, uh, until next time. <laughs> That was well put. Thank you, Andrew. (laughs) See you guys. Thank you. Take care. When we come back, world-renowned trainer Mark Cassie joins us today on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice. Ontario Racing, the excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. 
Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Great friend of the show, Mark Cassie, joins us now. The leading trainer at Woodbine also has a large string of horses at Saratoga, which just opened this past Thursday. One horse who was expected to make a big splash this summer for Mark was the three-year-old Philly Wonder Wheel, who was a champion two-year-old last year, but just wasn't able to pull it all together this year. Mark, good to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me. Well, I think let's get right into it, Mark. Uh, let's talk about uh, Wonder Wheel. I guess that was a much of a disappointment for you, right? It is. It is, Larry, because um, she trained really well, mm-hmm. but she just wasn't, you know, running running up to expectations. So uh, uh, we just decided uh, to uh, to retire. Mark, what do you think happened to her from last year to this? You know what, and you just never know, but she just, it, it was like she didn't engage. She would engage in the morning and she would work very well, but um, in the afternoon, she just wasn't herself. So it's not the first time I've seen this happen and it probably won't be the last, but she just, she just kind of didn't want to be a racehorse anymore. Mm-hmm. And is it a permanent retirement? Oh, yes. Yes. You know what? She, she's accomplished so much she owes us nothing and um yeah we're not uh i'm not i i would feel uncomfortable bringing her back she's she's telling me she doesn't want to run anymore and i'm gonna listen <laughs> <laughs> so the plan is probably to breed her eh? is there any inkling of who she might go to um i have no idea at this point in time you know that's mm-hmm. john green's decision right um, i i have no idea Shall we talk about this season for you as a leading trainer in the standings? Uh, so the Woodbine season is well underway. So far, so good, Mark? Yeah, knock on wood. Um, <laughs> it's been good. We've won, I think we've already won nine stakes, which, you know, that, that's always our goal to try to compete at the top. So I'm very pleased with that. Um, I think we got a good shot to win the uh Woodbine Oaks next Saturday. So, uh, no, so far, so good. And who have you got in the Oaks? And then I want to talk about the King's Plate, because obviously you'll have your eye on that as well, right? We do. Um, so Ticker Tape Home's probably going to be the favorite next week um, in the Oaks, along with we have a Alatian Field that's running in there, and we have, um, uh, oh, boy, trying to think of the other Philly right this second, but it looks like we have three and they're probably, they're probably our best shot for the Kings plate. I think if one of them uh, were to step up and uh, run well, then, then they could end up me and my shadows. The third um, could end up in the Kings plate. Okay. And then let's talk Saratoga. Now today you have a horse by the name of Fev Rover who, I watched win the Grade Two NASA a few weeks back, and uh, uh, she's part of the Grade One Diana Stakes. Uh, she was very impressive in the NASA. Is that what prompted you to end her today? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's a nice filly. Uh, she's already a Grade Two Stakes winner. The only thing lacking on her resume would be a Grade One. So it's important, you know. We want her to run well today. Um, 
It's us against Chad. Chad Brown has four in the race, and we're the wow. only other participant. <laughs> so it, 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 it'll be it's interesting. And how do you prepare her for a grade one today? There's not really a whole lot, to be honest. Um, I'm running her back pretty quick, but I, I've always been a believer that when they're good, you run them. Her, I thought her race um, in the Nassau was very impressive. She came out of it bigger and stronger than before, and that's that's why she's in Saratoga to take on the big girls. And in the other stakes race, you got uh, Ice Chocolate and uh, Philo de Ariana. Hmm. Okay, Talk I call him Philo. So. <laughs> yeah. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's both the Kelso. You know, have, have competed at Woodbine and done well. Philo is an exceptional horse. Uh, hasn't really started that many times for his age, but he both of them are in good form. We're going to see. We we we're, we've had some rain. We'll uh, see if we get any more rain today. I I think there's could be an outside shot that that race could run on the dirt. Mm. I don't see the, the Diana happening. It's just how much more rain we get today. It sounds to me that you are straddling two camps at this point, Woodbine and Saratoga. How do you manage that, Mark? Actually, there's like five camps. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I have wow. a, uh, I've got horses in uh, Kentucky. Mm. Um, I have horses in Virginia at Colonial Downs. And then we have a small string in South Florida. And... Um, how do I do it? I've been doing it for a long time. Um, I'm comfortable with it. Um, it takes, you know, my entire day. There's always something going on. I watch, I get a lot of phone calls. I watch a lot of videos, but at the end of the day, I still, I go every over, over every horse and I decide what every horse is going to do tomorrow and where they're going to run. It takes me a long time, but with, you know, with our new technology, with these, you know, smartphones, it definitely makes my life much easier. Mark, they say that every general has a, a great set of l- lieutenants or lieutenants. If you're in the States, it's lieutenant. If you're up here, it's lieutenant. Do you have people that tr- you trust to be your eyes and ears at the locations that you can't physically be at? And this is beyond the technology. Absolutely. I have David Adams, Catherine Sullivan. They combined, they've been with me 60 years at Woodbine. My my guy, I have two guys. I've got one guy that runs our training center in Ocala. He's been with me 42 years. Um, we have a, just at Woodbine, we have exercise riders and grooms that have been with us 20, 25 years. I'm very proud of that, of, 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 of all my accomplishments. Um, the Hall of Fame, both Hall, you know, two-time Hall of Famer is very important to me. But more important is that we have in our organization, I want to say 10, 12 people have been with us over 30 years. And so I'm extremely proud of that. And you're right there. It's I'm the general, but I, I, <laughs> I need those guys and men and women to, to give me guidance and, and to help me with my decision making. I, I try not to. I, I kind of let them do their thing and, and just try to give them guidance when they need guidance. Well, you've obviously had good success buying yearlings and selecting yearlings. 
talk about that process. Like you go to the sale and I'm sure you have a team that goes with you in that. And what's the process? What do you look for and how much is appearance and how much is pedigree? That's a good question. Um, it's, it's what I enjoy the most, you know, as a trainer, there's not a lot of different variables. So the only way how you can, the, the better you are at, at, at being able to get young, find young talent and then developing that talent decides how successful you are as a trainer. Um, I've been doing that 40 some years and unlike most trainers, I do most of it on my own. Um, my wife is a key Tina. She's a key, key component of that. And, um, we get out and, uh, for instance, I, I, I think the Keeneland September sale will be about 20 days. I'll be there on the first day and I'll be there on the last day. And you never know, um, this goes back a while, but I, I bought a horse, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago for 2,500 <laughs> and Catherine Day came up to me and she goes, I really like that horse, but my vet pa- didn't pass it. And I said, I'm not worried about it. The mares had eight folds, eight runners. And I said, you want him? And she said, yeah. So I <laughs> scratched out my name, gave her the, the slip to buy the horse and it was Jambalaya. Oh. He won the Arlington Million, fought him for twenty five hundred. So, but to answer your question, what do I look for? I look for a lot of things. Um, I believe that the pedigree—we have a hundred years of history—that you should pay attention to it. And the easiest way for me to just is the more pedigree, the less I demand from the individual. And um, so, I have a—I have a filly right now. Her name's Papilia. She may be the best three-year-old turf filly in North America. She was very unlucky the other day in the grade one and finished third after almost falling at the start. Oh, if hmm. you look at her, she just looks like a normal, plain little horse, but she's a running fool. Hmm. How much of this goes to your gut, gut instinct? Mark, does that come into a, a lot. lot? Yeah, so so expand on that, would a you? A lot. Yeah. It's... I, I can tell you within 30 seconds whether the horse gives excites me or not. And then there after that, there is a process. First, but the first thing the horse has to get my attention, he has to stay, he or she has to be an athlete. Then I go and I look at the confirmation. And I will, the more I like the athlete, <laughs> the less I demand of the confirmation. Um, I've bought a lot of good horses that were crooked or had this. Or, I always tell tell anybody that asks me, as long as you can say it's just a little bit, I never worry about anything. If there's a big flaw in confirmation, a big flaw, then I will step away most of the time. But again, we're talking about... It depends on what I'm buying. Am I buying a horse for five thousand or five hundred thousand? I do both, and so there's different there's different uh, guidelines when you're buying for five and when you're buying for five hundred. Well, before we let you go, one last question for you, Mark. Uh, when the 2023 season began, did you have any goals for your stable and overall? Are you happy with your season to date that maybe you've achieved most of those goals or some of them? I don't really start out 
any season with big goals. I just want, you know, my biggest deal is making the people I represent, the owners, happy. Um, So that is my goal. That's always my goal. I don't set out to win a hundred races. I don't set out. I just don't do that. I, I play day to day. My goal is to do the best that I can do with the hand that I'm dealt. And that changes from year to year. And, um, that's, that's my only goal. My only goal is to play the best game I can play for the hand I'm dealt. Can I sneak in one last little question? And that you brought up Tina, your wife. No. Um, yes. <laughs> because you said the last uh, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm take, taking this one away from Larry. Tina, what, what does she mean to you personally, professionally, your your wife, your 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 partner yeah. in life? She's, she's everything. I can tell you without a doubt, I would not be in either Hall of Fame if it wasn't for her. Um, she takes so much off of my plate. She handles... You know, we have two two different businesses. We have an American business and a Canadian business. She oversees both. She makes sure, you know, she takes care of the payrolls, the paying everybody so I don't have to. And along the way, what's interesting, when we first met, she knew nothing about horses. But now, 20-some years later, she can look at a horse and tell if it's a good horse or not. And um, I, I just don't know that I can say enough. You've said it wonderfully. You know? <laughs> yeah, you've said it wonderfully. Beautiful. I hope she hears this. I'm sure she will. Um, well, maybe we'll let her listen if you can <laughs> we'll do that. But uh, she, I don't think she, she understands how important she is to me. Mark Cassie, thank you. Mark, thanks for doing this, and uh, good luck the rest of the year. Okay. Thank you, guys. You have a great day. Coming up next on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, Harlan Malter of Iron Horse Racing Stable joins us. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live harness racing continues at the Meadowlands every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Meadowlands Championship Meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 15th. And on Saturday, August 5th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the big games exciting harness racing through your HPI Bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands racing experience. Are you looking for a reliable propane supplier for your home or business? Look no further than RS Bulk Propane, Canadian owned and family operated. With our premium propane solutions, you'll experience warmth like never before. We offer competitive prices, automated deliveries, and exceptional customer service. Don't let the cold get the best of you. Stay cozy with RS Bulk Propane. Visit rspropane.com or call us today at 855-225-0225. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Soon to be friend of the show, Harlan Malter of Iron Horse Racing Stable joins us. This Sunday, busy guy, he's going to be at Woodbine as his two-year-old Mattingly, kind of sounds like Don Mattingly to me, (laughs) competes in the Victoria Stakes. Harlan, welcome to the show for the first time, and I hope it won't be the last. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Well, let's get right into this, Harlan. Uh, Is this your first time coming to Woodbine to race? It's not actually. We 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 have a rel- Iron Horse Racing Stable is a relatively large syndicate in the states. We have about twenty horses uh, in training. Uh, we actually have a few with Mark Cassie. Uh, one of them's been running consistently up at Woodbine, named Bohemian Boy. Um, this horse is a Florida-based horse that we have with Joe Orsino, and we did run um, a horse named Momos in the uh, New Arctic a couple years back, and we ran Get Smoking in the Woodbine Mile last year. Harlan, I I alluded to the fact that you're very busy right now. So let's discuss today and tomorrow. What are you doing today? Where will you be? And tomorrow, we know you're going to be at Woodbine, but let's talk about the logistics of all of this. <laughs> well, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I have a very good wife and daughter who <laughs> let me do these things. So uh, um, I'm actually in New York heading down to uh, Monmouth uh, this afternoon for um, another Bucaro. It's a three-row filly who's going to be running in the Blue Sparkler going five and a half on the turf. Um, it's a Bucara we bought at a sale uh, last year, and she's she's had a nice little run this year, and we're going to give her a shot in Stakes Company. And then I'm uh, flying out of LaGuardia first thing tomorrow morning. Let's hope everything goes smoothly. And uh, I'll be uh, on the little short drive over from Pearson over to Woodbine to, uh, to see Mattingly and the Victoria. I'm very, very excited. So what's the story with Mattingly? Uh, I think I read someplace you're a big New York Yankees fan, correct? I am a Yankees fan, and there's, there's, it's, it, this is one of those uh, ones that really a lot of people struggle sometimes naming a horse. This was probably one of the best ones I ever came up with with, uh, with all the connections, and I can, I can run it through for you if you want, but it's a, it's a fun story. <laughs> oh, sure. go for it. Go for it. Right. So um, when I first started um, our horse racing stable, um, we had to come up with a stable name. And my partner uh, at that time was a um, in the horse business was an I was a Columbia graduate also, uh, Columbia University in New York. And um, I played baseball at Columbia. The most famous baseball player to go to Columbia University was actually, if you can believe it, Lou Gehrig. Mm. He played his freshman year of baseball at Columbia. And he was known as the Iron Horse. And I said, well, this is, this is fitting. That's how we ended up with our light blue silks and a circle. And um, we ended up having a horse named Bucaro. And this is all going to make sense. We ended up having a horse named Bucaro, who now stands at stud, who ended up being the highest earning horse in the history of the state of Indiana. And that still stands. And he now stands at stud. This Mattingly's father is Bucaro. Uh, his dam is by Grand Slam named Batting Star. So it's a baseball theme. So I said, okay, this is great. I already love baseball, Iron Horse Racing Stable. I said, well, I need to find the baseball player who was the greatest baseball player from the state of Indiana. Well, Scott Rowland may argue this point, yeah. uh, but Don Mattingly, I consider the greatest baseball player from the state of Indiana. I was in college when Don Mattingly was playing. I was a huge Yankees fan, and um, it just came full circle, and this just name just absolutely fit perfectly uh, for this horse. So is Mattingly going to knock it out of the park tomorrow at the Victoria Stakes? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, well, uh, uh, that is the hope. He's <laughs> he's a neat horse. We uh, we bought him with the purpose of trying to get to Royal Ascot at some point. Whether it was this year or last year, we ran. We debuted him in a five for they debuted him in a five furlong stakes, a hundred thousand dollars stakes. So it was actually a Royal Ascot qualifier um, in May, and we ran into a very very nice. Uh, horse that we got beat in, and then he came back in his next race and, and won very nicely, and uh, we're coming up against some some nice horses uh, that are going to be in this field. We think we did get lucky. It's a short field, but um, he's been doing well coming to the race, and uh, yes, we are hoping, I hope the Blue Jays win on on, <laughs> on Sunday, and um, uh, Mattingly, uh, Mattingly can do his job uh, on the racetrack. We do, too. <laughs> <laughs> so is Don Mattingly aware of his namesake? He is not, I, and and actually, we're, we're you know we're going to be I don't know I'm not familiar with the geography. We're not going to be that many miles away from the baseball park. Hopefully, someone can tap on the shoulder, especially if the horse wins, and uh, and um, and and let him know. But I, I don't have any connection with Don Mattingly, but I'd love to if the horse goes on. You know, I will say this, and I think anybody naming a horse that kind of uses a reference point to someone they respect at that level, um, you know, you kind of are nervous, right? You know, not, yeah, listen, I love all the horses, just some are faster than the others, and uh, when you do name it after somebody that you respect with that level uh, you hope that the horse performs at, at this level and you know to get a horse that you know real has a real shot at a at a stakes victory as a two-year-old uh, i feel like uh, we did we did don uh, don mattingly the a uh, good service in, in naming this horse after him i think that's very exciting and somehow i feel that this is going to get to don mattingly i just have that feeling and we may have something to do with that so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let... well that'll be fantastic and you <laughs> yeah. can definitely tell him i was a huge fan uh, i was a huge fan it wasn't just a random name it was a uh, it's uh, it's an honor to have that name on our horse. That is very cool. So I want to go back in time. Let's rewind a little bit in your in your life. How did you get started in this and how and why did you start Iron Horse Racing Stable? Um, well, it's, it's a little bit of an interesting story. Again, I was a, a huge sports fan, and this actually goes back to my My father grew up a block away from Yankee Stadium. Uh, I was a huge sports fan my whole life, but my father was a city guy, you know, in the city, probably never touched a farm animal in his life. Uh, we used to go to Saratoga once, uh, once a year, and uh, I kind of got hooked on him. And actually, being in New York City, we used to have, uh, I don't know if they have them up in Toronto, we had off-track betting facilities in New York City. You know, it's a pre-internet where, you know, that's the only way you really saw a race and, and were able to bet on it. And I used to go all the time during college. And I said, you know, one of these days I want to own a horse, but it's, it's an intimidating business um, to try to get going in. And I, I the famously, I bought a $500 share in a syndicated horse that ran two times. Uh, but it got me hooked, and uh, we bought a couple horses, and we were fortunate enough to get a horse named Bucaro, went on to make a million dollars, and, uh, you know, just got me exposed to industry. It's, it's a sport. I know, uh, you know, uh, Woodbine is really does a great job um, of, of having, you know, an enthusiasm for racing, and uh, it's something that I'm hoping horse racing continue to grow, and I feel like one of the best ways to do it are through these syndicates uh, where somebody can buy, a, you know, a few percent of a horse or do things like that and, and be able to enjoy it. It's an expensive sport. So um, and I got going that way, and, and now we're, we're kind of moving forward with these syndicates. We're bringing a lot of people uh, into the sport and uh, getting a lot of enjoyment out of it. So how many syndicates or partners would you have now? Uh, so Iron Horse has over 150 partners. Um, and mm-hmm. we, again, we have about 20 horses. Uh, we're breeding some Bucaros down in Florida. And um, again, it's just a great way. I think I, I tell people syndicates are an absolutely fantastic way to figure out horse racing because if if you love horse racing, uh, you know. 
So I always tell people, you buy, you know, you get a little share of a horse, that first time they're behind the gate, that first time where your heart should be going, that gates open and the races get going, you're destined to either never not own a racehorse <laughs> or you're just never going to own another one because it's that black and white. You know, people, once you get hooked, it's just something you want to keep in your life and, and look forward to that next, that next race. And, and then Sunday's a perfect example of that, you know, the partners are, are just absolutely thrilled, you know, in, in, in what they're going to be uh, getting to be able to watch and be part of. And, you know, these animals are amazing. And uh, to, to watch them develop from, you know, the babies to, to where they go, is, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a very, very uh, uh, enjoyable experience. Can you set the table when it comes to the Victoria Stakes tomorrow? What, what are you anticipating? What are you looking out for? Who, who is your biggest competition? And what do you think of Woodbine? Well, I think, listen, I think Woodbine, just go back to the plant. My first time at Woodbine was, uh, I was a, really one of the things that got me hooked in racing was cigar. And my father and I went up there for the Breeders' Cup. I'm thinking back now, 2006, maybe. Uh, cigar actually lost in his final uh, to a horse named Alphabet Soup at Woodbine. And I was so impressed with the racetrack. It's a beautiful facility. And uh, I loved the opportunity to go there. And I was excited to get some horses with Mark. And I'm excited to be able to bring this one up specifically to the Victoria. We obviously got fortunate. It's a, it's a five-horse field. Um, two-year-old racing. It was a big two-year-old race at Saratoga yesterday with some very, very nice horses. And lo and behold, the 21-to-1 first-time starter ended up winning the race. So two-year-olds are very unpredictable. Um, Mattingly, what I love about Mattingly is very professional. Uh, we bought him out of a sale. 45 days later, he's in the gate, you know, running a very good second in a stakes race. Put him back in the race in the next race. Just did everything what he's supposed to do. And that's that's kind of one of those um, things that people don't realize about the horses. Some are just purely on their talent, and sometimes it is kind of, I'll tell you, you know, and getting back to Don Mattingly, he's a guy, I think, you know, Donnie Baseball. You know, this is a guy that eats, breathes, sleeps baseball. All the instincts, all the maximizing his talent. And when you have a horse that has that type of mind, which was what Bucara was, our stallion, and this is the sire of this horse, um, they can overcome a lot. So, look, it's a, we're shipping up. A lot of the horses are at Woodbine already. Um, but if everything goes well, um, you know, he's primed for a good race and there's a little bit of speed. And we'll, um, we have one of the top jocks in, um, at Woodbine right now riding him and let them do their job and uh, hope for the best. But I'm going to be excited to be there watching it. And in your spare time, I understand you're also a financial planner, correct? Correct. I, so I, as, I, as I've kind of switched over <laughs> my uh, LinkedIn profile, I, I manage people's assets, whether they're equity or equine. Uh, that's very clever. Yeah, I saw that. I thought that was clever. Very smart. Yeah. Very, <laughs> Which is, it's very similar. You know, it's a, people want me to make sure, you know, I kind of look for the things, and, and that's what I enjoy doing. I, uh, um, I have, actually have a, just a quick story. I have a law degree, and people ask me, how did you, you know, do it? I, I'm also a very big movie buff, and mm-hmm. I saw the first Godfather, and I said, you know, a lot of people pick the characters they like, and I looked at the Robert Duvall character. Mm-hmm. I said, that's the guy I want to be. I want to be the guy whispering in the ear all the smart things to be doing. And uh, so I'm kind of the consigliere of uh, kind of position myself and that uh, with with both the finances and the horses. You're very funny. I'm also a movie fan, and I think about the movie To Kill a Mockingbird, where Robert Duvall played Boo Radley. So maybe that's not the that's no. not the role yeah. you want. <laughs> <laughs> he is a, he is a, a absolute. Uh, I love everything he's in. Days of Thunder is probably one of my favorite movies uh, with him in that. You know, it's interesting. I listen to you, and I, I can feel your energy and your passion for everything you're doing. What's next for you? Well, uh, interesting. Uh, I'm gonna. I'd like to continue to build Iron Horse. It's definitely something uh, 
um, that as I kind of go into kind of the second chapter of my life, it's something that if I can wake up every morning and this is the main thing I'm doing. So I love both my business. I love talking to people. Uh, I love being part of the process. And actually, one of the projects we're up to right now is um, Great British Racing International, which has a pretty nice social media presence, has been following me around on uh, uh, for the past six months about getting a Bucero to Royal Ascot. So one of the things that we are planning on doing is bringing a Bucero yearling to Newmarket um, over in, in, in England and trying to have a Bucero get to Royal Ascot via via running in, in the UK. So it's we're going to Woodbine first, and then we're heading over <laughs> to the UK. We're going to, I think, I think uh, next is France and Australia. So before we let you go, Harlan, is there a race that you want to win that you haven't won yet? <laughs> well, the, I think I, I haven't won a lot of them, so that's good. I have a, I have a large range, and I will take a large range of them. Uh, you know, I think that a lot of people, uh, you know, think in, in the States, you know, think of the Kentucky Derby and things like that. I really have gotten a bug for this Royal Ascot. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we ran Bucara over there, and uh, I urge people, if you ever get the opportunity to go over to the Royal Ascot meet, I don't know, it's something that's really hooked me. Uh, maybe it's just a top hat. Um, but I would love to get a, get a, you know, the, if I could get a Bucero over to Royal Ascot and win a race over there, it, uh, even though it's not the Kentucky Derby, it would, uh, it would really be uh, a highlight. I'll take the victory on Sunday. Very good. All right. <laughs> Harlan Malter, thank you so much for joining us. Iron Horse Racing Stable. What a pleasure. I, we're both so pumped now after listening to you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me. After the break, Larry Simpson looks at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and, of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So please make sure your HBI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime. Stay with us for Larry's Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market, and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Pineview Hyundai, the smart choice of automobile dealerships, combining horses and horsepower. For over 35 years, the Romeo family has been a part of the Ontario thoroughbred racing industry, and they want to invite you to visit their Pineview dealership and view their award-winning Hyundai lineup today and take advantage of some hot summer savings deals. Come see us at 3790 Highway 7 in Vaughan. Call us at 905-851-2851 to make an appointment or visit our website, pineviewauto.com, and see why Pineview Hyundai remains the smart choice.
This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Ann Romer and Larry Simpson. Before we wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems as Lucky Larry gives us his Ponies Picks of the Day, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing. I hand the reins over to you. Oh, good one. Good one. I like that. Let's start <laughs> at uh, Woodbine. It's a 10-race card today, including the running of the $125,000 My Dear Stakes for two-year-old fillies. Race nine, though, is a $32,000 optional claimer for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up, six furlongs, a purse of $111,000. Number two, Super Flashy, should enjoy the class relief today, dropping into this optional claimer from a restricted stakes event where she finished fifth, beating only four and three-quarter lengths. The race before saw Super Flashy defeat an optional 40K claimer easily by two lengths. Tonight, will, or today I should say, will be this filly's third start off the layoff, and she shows a nice four furlong, 48 and two breeze since that last start. Uh, trainer and friend of the show Kevin Attard and jockey Rafael Hernandez have combined for 21% winners in 2022 and 2023, while Super Flashy is three for eight at Woodbine and shows a win and a second in three starts at the distance. Woodbine race nine, number two, Super Flashy. Saratoga has an 11 race card today with three stakes races on the schedule. Race three, though, is a maiden special weight, mile and a 16th on turf for fillies and mares, three and up, $136,500 is the purse. Number five, Vanished, hails from the Todd Pletcher barn, and in a short two-race career, this girl has done everything but win a race. She debuted in May on the turf at Churchill Downs at a mile distance and broke from the 10 post out of a large 12-horse field. In this race, Vanished led almost all the way. In fact, she was on top by three lengths when they turned for home, only to get nipped at the wire to finish second. Her last start was at a mile on the dirt at Ellis Park, only to again just get beat at the, at the wire, finishing third by a neck. In her first race on the turf, Vanished recorded a 74 buyer rating, while in her last race, which was on the dirt, she recorded a 69 buyer. But she's back on the turf today, which is a surface she is bred for, and looks to be once again the horse to try and catch. Since that last start, Todd Pletcher has worked Vanish three times at four furlongs and is 21% with horses racing between 31 to 60 days. Throw in the fact that Vanish is making her third start off the layoff and that Louis Sayaz, who was in the saddle in that first start, I think you've got another great performance coming from her. Uh, she's also bred by Spicetown. I think this, this is a nice filly and that should get the job done. Saratoga race three, number five, vanished. Woodbine Mohawk Park has an 11 race card. Race two is a one mile pace for a purse of $18,000. Nine horses are set to go post, including number five, Warawee Yankee, who is still looking for win number one this year. Warawee Yankee has been showing the signs lately though, finishing a fourth place, fourth place third last week after suffering some interference and a beaten favorite two races back when post seven committed uh, contributed to a sixth-place finish as a beaten favorite. Friend of the show, Scott Young, takes over the controls tonight, replacing James McDonald, who had some other choices. But I believe that trainer Sean Stacy, who won a race last Saturday night, could double up tonight. Woodbine Mohawk Park, race two, number five, Warawee Yankee.
Outstanding work as always, Larry. Thank you for handing the reins back over to me. (laughs) Just want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Mark at Fans of Horse Racing. And also thank you for joining us and listening to this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Just a wee reminder that if you would like to receive a free digital copy of the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, and a new one will be released shortly, please email Larry Simpson at theponies247experience at gmail.com. And don't forget about the Lymphoma Canada campaign along with Ponies 24-7. It's called Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies. Please donate to this cause. Stay with 105.9 The Region all weekend long, and thank you again for listening. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine with Ann Romer and Larry Simpson, has been brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more from the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.